Imagine deep fakes of your boss, manager, or colleague asking you to perform work tasks or share maybe company secrets. Deep fakes of work documents. I am sure we're going to see those. Deep fakes of workers doing things they didn't actually do and getting penalized for it. Deep fakes of customers asking for things or placing orders that aren't real. This technology is just going mainstream. Generative AI is only a few years old, and you could argue that the tipping point, this Cambrian explosion in generative AI that we are seeing, is less than a year old. It's going to get blurry. Hey, TDW Tribe, welcome to TDW Trends. I'm Nate Thompson. And I'm Alex Schwartz. And we are your hosts. We listen to your feedback and launch this new spinoff series dedicated to giving you quick insights on the key trends disrupting the workplace and reinventing the future of work. Whether you're a business leader navigating the new landscape, a professional trying to stay competitive, a side hustler, or a student, this podcast will deliver valuable insights, inspiration, and the edge you need. To ensure you don't miss any of our key content, find us on disruptedwork.com, where you can subscribe to our channels, access resources, discover solutions, and get in touch. Let's dive in. Today on TDW Trends, we're going to talk about the blurry reality we have been living in and why it's about to get blurrier as advanced technology and generative AI make it infinitely harder to discern what's true from what's fake. We are moving from the information age to the AI age. Studies show that general purpose AI is advancing at 10x per year. For those of you who enjoy exponentials, that's 100x in two years. While there will be incredible benefits, promising breakthroughs, and unimaginable productivity with AI as our co-pilot, one of the major side effects of the AI age will be misinformation. Now, according to a report from Sentinel, whose mission is to defend democracies against deepfakes and information warfare, the number of deepfake videos online has been increasing at an estimated annual rate of about 900%. Now, related to that, consider this. In the Discord document leak, that has been widely reported across the media, Russians boasted that only 1% of fake social media profiles actually get caught. Only 1%. So in imagery, voices, appearance, art, media, and at work, it's going to get very blurry. That's the right word because in many cases, the words real or fake are too concrete for what we will be experiencing, which will feel more like a blended reality of real and synthetic content. Now, this is just as great for us as it may be for you. For example, tools like ChatGPT and MidJourney have the combined might to recreate virtual loved ones who have passed on, as is another company called Somnium Space. Now, all you need is data, pictures, voice to recreate a lifelike avatar of a parent, a grandparent, a friend, a colleague, or a child. And we can imagine, in some cases, being able to interact with a visual and conversational version of someone who's passed on could be in the incredible experience. Imagine speaking to a lost grandparent or introducing children to a grandparent they never met, seeing them on screen as if you're in a Zoom with them. Their same appearance, expressions, and voice, all powered by AI. Now, in this sense, your memory of the person is real. The likeness of the person will be real. And even things this virtual person may express to you will be based on memory and real experiences you had with them, right? It's programmed, customized to who they were. So their expressions, patterns of speech, things they will say can possibly mirror what they actually might have said when they were alive. And this really hits home for me. My son never met my father. 
this could be an opportunity to introduce him to my dad in some moment of my dad's life. Is it really my dad? No. But will it be representative of him in some way, shape, or form? Absolutely. Again, really blurry, really complex, and it's a tough one to navigate. That's so powerful, Alex. Who wouldn't want to spend time like that with someone in their lives, right? Someone from the past. But our goal with this conversation is to shine a light on this trend toward a blurred reality, connect the dots, and hypothesize about the future. What's clear to us is that the fundamental idea of truth will be increasingly challenged. Now, let's start with a brief background on deepfakes before we dive into some wild examples we've been seeing in recent months. What are deepfakes? Deepfakes are a type of synthetic media created by generative AI using deep learning models, which is a subclass of machine learning. They're manipulated visual content generated by sophisticated AI algorithms which create fabricated pictures, videos, and sounds that appear to be real, including someone's likeness. Now, there's no question that the technology has tremendous potential in every industry, but it also has the ability to deceive, confuse, and mislead people at scale. When did deepfakes start? Well, in the late 1990s, but they didn't really become widely visible or popular until 2017. Are they illegal? Nope but some platforms are banning and restricting them, and we think that is a step in the right direction. Yeah, we definitely need to be mindful. How are people making deepfakes? Well, there are nearly 100 AI apps or tools that generate deepfakes. Many of these sophisticated AI generators are publicly available, free or low cost, which means anyone can get access to these, and they're only gonna get cheaper and more available in the future. Okay. Now let's bring this to life with some mind-blowing examples of what we've been seeing just since the year started in podcasting. Joe Rogan explaining that he went to the beach that makes you old. If you've seen this video, it is strange and nonsensical. But if the part I want you to think about is when you watch it, look at his face. He genuinely looks old. And Joe Rogan was also involved in, the, in another way where they recorded an entire AI-generated interview of him with OpenAI CEO Sam Altman having a conversation. The kicker is, it's not them. And what's so crazy is that Sam Altman is largely responsible for creating ChatGPT. And the episode was also written by ChatGPT. So you have generative AI writing the conversation. You have AI reproducing their voices. Everything is real except for them. It's crazy. Okay, in politics, and this is a crazy example, regardless of your political affiliation, there's a series of deep fake videos with current President Joe Biden and former presidents Donald Trump, Barack Obama, and George W. arguing about which Zelda game is the best, debating Pokemon, playing Star Wars games together. And there's so many examples of this. If you just Google AI presidents debate, dot, 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 you're going to see what we're talking about. And they are hilarious. It is hilarious. It's like this super nerdiest, nerdy conversation ever just happening with presidents. Staying with the political theme, pictures of the arrest of Donald Trump in the street fighting with police. He's yelling, he's resisting. Again, having nothing to do with your political stance, it's a deep fake that's out. War. You probably heard of the deep fake video of Ukrainian President Zelensky calling on his soldiers to lay down their weapons during an active campaign. This is a real looking video of Zelensky saying we surrender. It gives you the context of how serious this can become in a moment when somebody starts deep faking 
a war and, and political figures in a war. Yeah. In the church, Pope Francis wearing a drippy parka. If you saw this giant white winter coat, this image was created by Mid Journey, a generative AI tool that turns text into images. I love when you say the word drippy. It just <laughs> flows off your tongue. By the way, there's a lot of other programs which we'll be talking about. There's Mid Journey, there's Dolly, there's Stable Fusion. There's tons of these tools for creating art. And in movies, which is another area where we're seeing generative AI just begin to accelerate, there was recently a video of Harry Potter characters dressed up like Balenciaga models and talking almost as if they were in the movie Zoolander. It's really, really funny. But again, deceiving, right? It looks like it plausibly could be real to the untrained eye. You know, Alex, is I don't know how to say Balenciaga, but is that sold at Costco? Is that something I could... <laughs> that's where I get all my drip. Yeah, that's where I get all my drip, Nate. All right, climate. A video of Leonardo DiCaprio delivering a real speech on climate change only with the voice of Bill Gates or Kim Kardashian or Robert Downey Jr. or others. Totally crazy. In music, we're seeing Jay-Z lyrics that are not written or performed by Jay-Z, but they sound like a brand new track from him. Same thing for Drake and Future and completely indistinguishable. And the copyright concerns here are huge for yeah. music artists and actors and pretty much anybody in the, in the public spotlight, right? Yeah, if you're one of those studios going, wait a second, wait a second, where did this come from? Is, that, where, is this real? In art, a 52-year-old German artist went public with the fact that he won a Sony World Photography Award with an AI-generated image Initially, he didn't disclose that, and then Sony started asking questions, and relations, the relations between the two have soured. But this is just one example of this whole field of, is it okay to create AI-generated art and enter it into a contest? In banking, a reporter for Vice used Eleven Labs audio cloning AI to break into his own bank account. Now, a lot of banks use voice verification. Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah. We, we have a whole nother episode, I think, on where uh, future security measures are going. Oh, man. I mean, it's going <laughs> to yeah. be absolutely crazy. On the related, and unfortunately, this is really a terrible story, but there was a AI-related kidnapping, and this was reported by Business Insider and a bunch of other outlets recently, except it wasn't a kidnapping. Uh, a mother in Arizona was called while a scam artist used AI to replicate her daughter's voice talking and crying, and the kidnapper was demanding a ransom. The mother said it was completely her voice. It was her inflection. I never doubted for one moment it was her. Now, thankfully, she was still on the phone with the fake kidnapper and found out that her daughter was actually safe, which is great. But it's still crazy to me that a parent who knows their child better than anyone knows them was unable to realize, hey, that's not my child. Mm. Staying with the family theme, a Wall Street Journal columnist, Joanna Stern, replaced herself with an AI voice and video and avatar to see how human-like the tech can be in, in her family and at her bank it worked. Yeah, and the funny thing is that she did this almost as an experiment to see if the AI could fill in for her while she had more me time. And she created this with a company called Synthesia, and that's a company we've been talking about here at TDW for a little over two years. And they've been in the news a lot recently. They were also uh, mentioned in a New York Times article earlier this month where the vice president of intelligence at Graphica, a research firm that studies disinformation, a gentleman by the name of Jack Stubbs, 
is commenting on videos where AI-generated news anchors or avatars, who to the untrained eye are indistinguishable from real humans, but these are completely generated. They're not based on real humans. They, they are unique avatars. They're on screen. They're talking about gun reform and China's role in geopolitical relations in an international conference. Now, he says, this is the first time we are seeing this in the wild. And further, discussing AI software, he says it can create videos in a matter of minutes and subscriptions start at just a few dollars a month. Now, in the same New York Times article we just quoted, Synthesia's co-founder and CEO, Victor Ripperbelli, said that eventually, deepfake technology will become sophisticated enough to, quote-unquote, build a Hollywood film on a laptop without the need for anything else. So that's where we're headed. Yeah, and that's, that's the crux of this whole thing. Imagine when an industry can be fundamentally disrupted by this technology. Generative AI in general, regardless of how you're looking at it, is going to reshape industries. And that's just one example. Now, you might be thinking, all right, Nate and Alex, you guys are the disrupted workforce. What does this have to do with work? Well, synthetic media and misinformation will be increasingly used to trick employees and attack companies. In fact, it's already been done. Bad actors use deep fake voice technology to defraud a company by using AI to mimic the voice of the CEO to persuade an employee to transfer nearly $250,000 to a Hungarian supplier. Yeah, but do I really need to care about deep fakes? You know, this doesn't impact me. Well, it's impacting you every day. Fake news, images, videos, and voice are making it harder and harder to know if what we are looking at is real or true. Deep fakes are difficult to detect, and companies must begin to educate their employees to recognize these attacks. It may seem playful, it may seem like a novelty, but these are an early indicator of much bigger challenges ahead. Imagine deep fakes of your boss, manager, or colleague asking you to perform work tasks or share maybe company secrets. Deep fakes of work documents, I am sure we're going to see those. Deep fakes of workers doing things they didn't actually do and getting penalized for it. Deep fakes of customers asking for things or placing orders that aren't real. So if you extrapolate from here, going further, imagine virtually any person you can think of appearing in a video where their words are not their own and their voice is indistinguishable from their real voice. Or similarly, the same, but with avatars that are convincingly real, but of people who don't even exist. And the key point here is, this technology is just going mainstream. Generative AI is only a few years old, and you could argue that the tipping point, this Cambrian explosion in generative AI that we are seeing, is less than a year old. It's going to get blurry. The intent of this episode was to introduce you to synthetic media, deepfakes, and how this will be an increasingly important disruptor to the workforce. Coming full circle, questions we're going to be asking ourselves all the time are going to be, is this real, fake, or a hybrid of both? Was a human even involved in creating this? How should I feel about that? Does it matter to me? Does it reflect my values if I share it? As Oscar Wilde famously said, the truth is rarely pure and never simple. Never before in human history has this been more accurate. Love that. The balanced feedback is generative AI has tremendous potential. And in our next episode, we'll spend more time on that potential, specifically in the workplace. However, we're going to have to make hard choices about how we use and interact with the technologies that create synthetic media. We must determine where we will take a stand for what's real and true versus where, where we will invite digital make-believe and synthetic content with open arms. 
If you are interested in learning more about how to detect fake content, here are two excellent resources that we will also include in the show notes. The Berkeley Library at the University of California has a website dedicated to fact-checking fake news. They go into great detail. MIT also has a page all about how to detect deep fakes where they go into very specific analyses of, of how to look at the face, the structure of the face, the eyes, the forehead, the wrinkles, everything. It's very, very cool. And we'll, we'll make that available. Guys, our mission is always to help you navigate, prepare, and thrive. As optimists, this evolution of deep fakes has really been tough for, for Nate and I to tackle. Uh, we are struggling with it a little bit. And the reality is that AI will continue to be as good or as evil as human nature allows. And that was a sentiment that was recently shared by Google's CEO, Sundai Pichar, in 60 Minutes. Now, we continue to remain hopeful, but at the same time, espousing our fundamental need for truth as a cornerstone to a free and well-operating society. Thank you for listening and joining us on this journey. In a world where attention is scarce and content is abundant, it means a lot. To learn more about this episode, go to disruptedwork.com, where you can subscribe to our channels, find show notes and key details about our guests, the episode, and connect with us. Our website also contains additional resources for learning, including our future of work mindset model and action plan. You know someone who would appreciate this episode? To help others thrive in the future of work, spread the word by rating and reviewing the podcast and sharing favorite episodes with the people you care about disrupt yourself and own your future.